Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot of stories on the go today uh, and a conversation that uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult, but I think it's really, really important and uh, kind of interesting, too. We're going to speak with Dr. Fazia Alvi, who um, runs a family medicine practice in Calgary, also the founder of Humanity Auxilium, which is a healthcare nonprofit that serves uh, marginalized communities around the world. She recently wrote a very moving piece about what doctors in Gaza have been going through for some two months now, and I encourage you to read it. You can find it at thetai.ca. That's the tai, T-Y-E-E dot C-A. There's lots of great journalism um, on that site. So let's have a chat now with Dr. Alvi. Doctor, thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate your time. No problem, and it's my pleasure to be here, and thanks so much for inviting me. Um, well, I think it's an important conversation and something that, I, I don't know if it's been overlooked, but I don't know if anybody's really taken a very close look at it. And, and, and to start, we're talking about doctors, and you know, all doctors at the core of it are the same. They're, they're there to help the sick and the injured. But what doctors in Gaza are experiencing right now, it has to be unlike anything 99.9% of physicians around the world will ever go through, right? I mean, it's absolutely extraordinary. 100%. You know what? Honestly speaking, for the last uh, two months, every morning um, when I was waking up and I was... Uh, um, can you hear me well, first of all? I want you to see because I'm talking from the yep. headphone. Totally fine. Absolutely fine. Yep. Okay, awesome. So for the last two months, every morning, you know, I begin my day with apprehension that my phone is going to be flooded with images and videos of more atrocities. And, you know, as a medical professional, I have seen images of more dismembered children than I thought I ever would in my yeah. lifetime. Yeah. And it will happen over and over, day after day, until this nightmare ends, if it ever does. And um, so let's talk about what my colleagues are facing um, on the ground. So... I was getting lots and lots of SOS messages from my colleagues on the ground, um, but I have never seen in my life that I will think that, you know, it's such utter, utter mm -hmm. disregard that the world has shown for my fellow healthcare workers, let alone the patients and people they are trying to help. So, you've, spoke, you've spoken with healthcare workers in Gaza. You're in contact with them right throughout this conflict, right? Yeah. Our team was working in the ground when the conflict broke. So we are working with partner organization. Our team was working in Shifa Hospital. That's the largest hospital in Gaza um, until it was bombed. Mm -hmm. What What did you hear? I mean, just what were they telling you? What was life like for a healthcare worker? We, we shouldn't say doctors. You, you, you know, there's doctors, there's nurses, there's everybody involved in the healthcare system. What, what are they telling you? What's life been like for the past two months? You know, life is like if we if there's a place, the hell on earth, that's, that's the life for them, uh, for the doctors. Uh, so they were telling me that um, how the surgeons are performing surgeries um, without pain uh, anesthesia, um, how especially like, you know, I will never forget that surgeon 
that he has to do amputation on his own son without pain medication. And then he cried on his dead body when the child died um, due to the shock of the pain and because he did not, there's a, there's a shortage of pain medication, there's a shortage of fuel, there's a shortage of medical supplies. And so the electricity um, and the fuel was cut off in the hospital. So um, you and you, all of you must have heard about the babies um, that they died in the incubators, lots of babies. And as, as the direct result of this cutting of the supplies, direct result of the bombing in the hospitals. And um, uh, just last week, they have found few bodies of those babies that who died in the incubators and there were worms. So, you know, as a medical professional, it's very hard to digest. As a mother, as a, um, as a human being, first of all, uh, because I do not see any difference between Canadian babies and the Palestinian babies and the Israeli babies. So why is this disregard? Why the world is not doing anything? Mm-hmm. It's a question a lot of people are asking, doctor. There, there's no doubt about it. I, I, as a healthcare worker, I mean, as a human being, I cannot fathom performing an amputation or a cesarean section or anything without anesthesia. I mean, the, the decisions that you would have to make, you, you know you're, you're causing extreme pain, you're risking lives. I mean, these kind of decisions that you have to make knowing it may be the only choice, but you don't have the proper supplies, you don't have electricity, you don't have the proper... Med- I mean, how it, to me, as a layman, it seems like an impossible situation. As a, as a healthcare worker, can you wrap your head around being in a situation and being forced with that kind of a decision? You know, I do not think so that um, I can ever wrap my head around in that situation. And, uh, you know, this, on this just Saturday, this past weekend, it was International Genocide Day. And I was um, posting on my social media, I was asking all of my friends and colleagues that please stay on the right side of the history. So what we are seeing today in Gaza is very identical to the atrocities we saw in Bosnia during the Yugoslav Wars. And we all recognize that now that as being very shameful chapter for modern history. But what's happening in Gaza could be a picture taken right from the Sarajevo. And I urge all of you who are listening now that uh, to recognize this atrocity or what is this and join us in the call for a ceasefire. Um, and um, I would like to point out that um, almost like now, after two months, we are reaching the point of no return their blatant disregard for the international humanitarian laws. Um, as of last week, 283 healthcare workers in Gaza have been killed. The last two months have been the deadliest conflict in the United Nations history, with 133 of their staff members killed. There have been 212 attacks on Gaza healthcare facilities uh, since October 7th. This includes 24 different hospitals that, that have been bombed by Israel over 100 ambulances have been put out of service, um, and Israel has arrested dozens of doctors, and their whereabouts remain unknown. So for a healthcare worker, there must be a sense of, you know, we'll do this as long as we can, but it, we, we know we can't do it much longer. We may not be alive much longer. There must be just a, a sense of utter helplessness at some point, which is very difficult for a doctor. 100%. And you know what? I... Um, so it's the first time in the human history that we are seeing these images um, on, on la, right, live from, on our phone screens. 
So I had a meeting with our department head in the University of Calgary a few weeks ago, and I was just telling her that um, are they talking about uh, talking to the learners, the medical students and the doctors, how it's impacting. Um, because it's not easy. Like, you know, in the last uh, eight weeks, the images that I have seen um, of the dismembered children uh, that I could never imagine that I would see in my lifetime. Um, yeah. And it's very hard. It's very, and I am seeing, like, as a medical, uh, a medical professional, I'm a family physician. So I am, I'm working in Adri for a long time, like 17, 18 years. And my patients know me very well. They know my work. And I have seen patients very upset about it. And they, they said that, Dr. Ali, what you're doing for this? And, uh, and it's not like only Muslim patients. Mostly my patients are non-Muslims uh, living in Adri, but Muslims from all background, all different faiths, because I think we are, they were just calling like for our shared humanity. Yeah, uh, humanity. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Dr. Ali, I'm out of time, but I, I can't thank you enough for being here and, and for the work that you do. Thank you so much.